to the Equity and Inclusion podcast. Today we have science teacher Kevin Bailey joining us, and I decided to use some banjo music in the intro because we are both novice banjo players. Kevin is here to share a little bit about his experience in sports and in academics. All right, it's great to have you, Kevin. Thanks for having me, Mr. Wu. Appreciate it. So I don't know a lot about your beginnings with... uh, you know, your passion for science and also sports. But uh, you want to say something about, have you always played baseball and football ever since you were little? Yeah, grew up just playing sports, you know, t-ball, soccer, got into basketball early on and kind of got out of that towards the end of middle school and then focused more on football and baseball. So it, it was fun growing up. I just remember being busy all the time with it, but liking it and you know, always like competing and trying to get better and all that stuff and the camaraderie of the team. Um, and then academic-wise, just, I guess, my passion for science maybe started here at Catholic or just the curiosity of how things work and, you know, I always liked hiking and getting out in nature. So that kind of, I kind of fell into that when I got to UVA, just having a good opportunity for an environmental science undergrad and then never thought I'd be a teacher, ironically, but, you know, got into coaching um, early on which, you know, if I want to do that, I figured I'd, I'd have to get the teaching because it made sense. And then um, it kind of shifted a little bit. I got more out of the coaching world, at least for for Catholic and on the football team and stuff and focusing more on, you know, family and and, and my, my job as a teacher here at school. So Yeah. So early on, um, you played, didn't you play varsity baseball and football here for uh-huh. Catholic? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. So earlier... Did you like one sport more than the other? I would probably I mean, baseball is probably my passion more than football. Huh. Um, and it maybe took, I just, you know, t-ball through, you know, coach pitch and little league and rex leagues and high school and summer leagues even with high school. Um, just exposed a lot to it, made a lot of good friends, had good experiences, and it had the same with football. Just, you know, I guess I'm more rooted in baseball than yeah. football. So did they always have you at first base because of your length or <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean I, as far as I can remember, like going back to the elementary school, I was the Jolly Green Giant to this other girl and I think I called her Sprout or something. I'm, I mean he you know heads above everybody else so Right. You For know. our viewers that that don't know Mr. Bailey, he is twice as long <laughs> compared to your average person. That's right. So just you know, always been the tall guy, so I pitched a little bit um, to some success when I was younger, but I don't know, my maybe freshman year at Catholic realized how much running and stuff there was, so phased out of that real quick. But Right, so you played in the Dixie League? Yeah, there was a summer league, and I, it's defunct now. It's the, the climate has changed a little bit, or just the opportunities have changed for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, for baseball in Lexington, it's huge now. I mean, it was competitive, but now it's just so... Much more, it seems, but we had a summer league opportunity with, you know, after your freshman year, sophomore, junior year, and I think some guys played as 18s um, after their senior year, just kind of like travel ball, if you want to call it that, where we'd have tournaments on weekends or weekdays, you know, an hour away, a couple hours away. Had some really cool trips up to, like, you know, Northeast Yankee Stadium, got to play at Cooperstown. Wow. The name of the team at the time was Dixie, the baseball team, the summer okay. team. And there was actually, it was one of two Dixies. There was like a, we were just Dixie, I guess. And we had like the red and navy blue and white were our colors. And then there was like a Dixie Stars team, which I guess you could say the Stars were more competitive maybe or had, I don't know, better guys. And we were kind of the 
the underdog crew, but we relish that role. So right, but it was yeah. The name was was kind of new to me. I was I mean I, I would say my naive to what all that meant, you know, Dixie and the Rebel flag and all that. But like the the hat had, you know, the stars on the X and like the jersey had the stars on the X. So it was. I mean, it it was hard to determine what. It, that represented you. Yeah, know? it's interesting how certain symbols mean different things for yeah. diff- different people. Yeah, absolutely. So so you have a, a story about that at, at UVA. I, before you address that, I, I wondered if, if there was a conflict with opportunities to play baseball versus opportunities to play football. You ended up playing football. Yeah, that's, that's where I guess the money was. I, I had opportunities to have some scholarship offers and I figured I'd roll with that. And yeah, as a native Virginian, I think I've said this to you uh, yeah. before, I mean, getting into UVA or William & Mary in Virginia was just like the tops yeah. collegiately. I couldn't believe it. I, yeah, and I mean, it was strong academically, and I, I struggled a little bit, but was able to handle it. But, I mean, football got me and had other opportunities too, which was awesome. So I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, well, tell, tell us what it was like, you know, it was, going to the team. It was, it was really neat. I mean, I... Some guys did the fraternity thing, like the Greek life and football, and I couldn't imagine how juggling time and responsibilities. I always looked at football as a, as a fraternity, you know. The school itself was maybe, like UVA itself, the community and the university was maybe a little more diverse than what I grew up seeing, you know. Not just brown people, all kinds of shades of people, you know. And that was kind of different for me, but nothing new, but... Like, the football team was probably an immersion into different cultures that I hadn't gotten an opportunity to, to be around. And it was just neat to see all those different people, you know, Serbian guys mm. to, you know, guys that had a couple cousins on the team. You know, just all kinds of races, ethnicities, upbringings. And it was it was really neat to be able to go to some of those places, too. Like, we would have cookouts or, you know, trips to the buddies that uncle had a lake house that we'd go to and... Like every, you know, Tidewater, Virginia area, Hampton, Newport News, Williamsburg, all that. Like there was a lot of guys from down there, so it was cool to see where they were from and what they were about. Right. So you were a young guy from Kentucky going yeah. to UVA, and you came in with your Dixie baseball yeah. hat into the locker room? I mean, I fit to all those guys, and I'm not like a farm guy or anything uh-huh. like that, but like I was that to all those guys. You know, the Kentucky boy wearing the Dixie hat, and I was... I thought it was a cool hat. It fit, you know. It looked neat. I was proud of it from I'm sure it was playing, a cool you know. Hat. Yeah. It was, I was just a hat guy all the time, anyhow. So I, I remember meeting somebody about it initially, like some physics class first week. I knew there was a guy from Woodford County, Versailles, that was a year ahead of me and played had played baseball and mm-hmm. maybe was playing at UV or not. I didn't have his number at the time, so like he had the class. I'm sitting there. He's walking up steps and he sees the hat. Because he played on that Dixie team just, mm-hmm. you know, a oh, year wow. older. So yeah. I was like, oh, like he knew the hat. And I was like, nobody knows his hat. What? So we hit it off and we made a relationship that way. But then, and I never, I could see some guys on the team looking at me differently because of it and got some comments like, what is that? You know, like, I'm just, just a baseball team, you know, I'll put on this team. And, you know, told him the story of right. what it was and what, what the hat meant to me and, yeah, was it like, oh, a pretty yeah. mixed line, or was it predominantly African-American line, or were you one of the... I mean, on the line, it was, it was. I mean, even throughout, probably. Maybe on the line, it was pretty even, but, like, other positions, whole team entire was predominantly African-American guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I can, I mean, looking back now, and I was so naive at the time, not knowing what it maybe really represented to them or what somebody else might see that as representing, I could see where the comments that they made, made I could see how that could make them uncomfortable now. But at the time, I was like, oh, it's just a baseball hat. And then after talking to them, like, well, yeah, you're right. I can, I can see where you're coming from of what that could or might mean. Right. I remember when you first shared that with our, our homeroom. For those of you who don't know, Mr. Bailey is also the head of Michael House. And, yeah. And, and after the Unite the Right rally, we talked a little bit about UVA, and, and he shared this story. And this is why I'm, I'm asking him to share this story with you all. But uh, um I think it's powerful to have that empathy, mm-hmm. and uh, I, it seems clear that you cared about your teammates and, and really grew, and hopefully they really grew from you as far as sure. knowing who you were. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think it was important to, to have those conversations just so we were all, you know, not speaking out of line or not knowing what the other person Yeah, or thinking things from. about people yeah, that emotions. might be totally false. Exactly. And just... and. Knowing those guys and just learning more about them and talking to them, African-American guys, Serbian guys, whoever it was, just a sense of family, like, it's hard to replicate, you know, on a team that big. There was 100-plus guys or something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But really, I mean, never saw, like, quarrels or divisive lines from any kind of, like, racial or um, anything like that. So it was it was cool that everybody could you know, come together and bond for, you know, the, the greater good of the team, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, to have that unity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, in 2017, in the summer, mm-hmm. we had the Unite the Right rally, and we talked about it at the beginning of the school year, that that you fall. And I remember you making comments about the symbolism of certain dorms and statues, and, and it was really personal for you. Yeah. You want to share some about that? Uh, absolutely. The just kind of reading from afar and seeing the events as they occurred last summer, what, two summers ago now, um, and knowing that I had, you know, friends that lived there and, you know, text messages, group messages with that, it was just, it was shocking to see that something like that could happen at that place. Um, And the person that started the rally was a graduate of UVA as well, so to be able to have that influence on and I don't know if it was students that were involved. I know there was student protest against uh, the rally itself, but, I mean, there could have been students in the rally side for all we knew. So, I, I mean, hmm. just scary. And, and I think the night before, it happened on a Saturday where the young lady lost her life, um, but there was a rally on campus at a statue, I think the statue of Thomas Jefferson, like in a very historic place and the rotunda like old original campus and just to know and see it happening there and then you know migrating to other parts of the city that were that I'd been to before and could recognize and, and know about was just it was scary you know yeah it's interesting I being a native Virginian myself I've always had the impression of UVA with this deep tradition uh, but also this progressiveness and yeah, and both with UVA and Williams uh, with William and Mary, I felt like those institutions kind of led in many ways academic thought mm-hmm. in that region. So it seemed like there was a lot going on there ideologically. Yeah, um, I mean the idea that Thomas Jefferson founding the University of Virginia, you know, the I mean early eighteen hundreds was the the founding date, but then 
I don't know if it was it was all male up to like the seventies, and I'm not sure when other integration happened. But looking back at that, maybe not as maybe just along with the times, progressive wise. But I think nowadays, and especially when I was there too, it just seemed like they were very progressive and you know reaching out to many different people and and, and backgrounds. Right. Well, there, there's so much here. I appreciate you talking about a lot of controversial things that sometimes we just don't talk about yeah. and you seem at such ease uh, but do you have any thoughts or words of wisdom for students of the future I mean it seems like the times are changing and we seem to get a grip on things and then and then everything's upside down and as sure. far as um, greater understanding and, and fairness and you know just inclusion of the people around us we, we want a greater inclusive community uh, we feel like that's a part of our mission here mm -hmm. at Lexington Catholic uh, do you have any word for the kids or well I would just I would hope that everybody can is able to one be empathetic towards what maybe they haven't gone through but other people might be going through you know it's really easy to say put yourself in someone's shoes but not necessarily easy to, to do it in, in practice and and honestly like me having those experiences, putting yourself out there, you know, going to different things on campus for me, seeing different, it, they had an old amphitheater at campus about um, different Asian fraternity groups having functions. So just being around and seeing that and seeing different people and how they interacted and understanding that you may not know much about it, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing or a wrong thing. It's just different. And, and being okay with those differences, even though you might not necessarily agree with it or want to do it, 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 it it's just, you know, the common respect that we should all have towards each other, towards, you know, fellow humans. Appreciate your insights. Yeah, I'm glad to share. Yeah, I look forward to future conversations. Sure, absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah.